Here on the morning show on a Friday, January 14. Toby and TJ back with you. Alongside my color analyst in the booth, Teddy Williams, the Butkus Award winner. Right, it's actually TJ today. TJ with me today here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. TJ, I'm headed down uh, to Fort Worth after the show today. Back down your neck of the woods, your nape of the way down there. Yes, have fun. Countdown, USA. Have fun. Stop well, by, uh, tell the folks at uh, Bucky's hello for me. I will not. Come on, you got to go to Bucky's. I will not do that. My loves travel stop guy through and through. Loyal, loyal through and through loves travel stop guy. Um, Yeah, headed down there. Uh, Chloe's going with me. A little father-daughter weekend. And Sounds we're like gonna, a great time. She's got a, She's got a playlist for us for the way down. I'm a big car singer, so um, plan on singing for about three and a half hours on my way down, and uh, we're going to have a good time this week. Hopefully come home with a win. How'd she get a weekend with no volleyball? Pocket. I know, right? That's a man. That's, I think that's the story. That's the surprise of the weekend, I think. We got lucky. We got lucky. She had it last week, and she's got it like next week, but this weekend it worked out. Excellent. So... Mm-hmm. We'll get you some of uh, them uh, Bucky Beaver Nuggets or whatever they are. Three o'clock on Saturday. Knock it off, right? I'm a loves man. <laughs> Quit talking about the competition. <laughs> uh, three o'clock tomorrow, Sooners and Frogs. We're talking a lot of OU basketball this hour. John Denton at 8.30, Porter Moser at 8.45 today. Sooner women also get TCU tomorrow. At home, however, they'll start at 1.30. A little bit of an odd start time there. Jenny Baranchek's team trying to keep the ball rolling, stay hot, coming off that win over Baylor. Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow at 1.30. Busy weekend ahead, so you got you got a full slate of games in the Big 12 tomorrow. OSU's at Baylor, Texas at Iowa State. Texas Tech at K-State, West Virginia at Kansas, OU at TCU. And you've got six NFL playoff games starting tomorrow. Vegas at Cincy. Who you got, TJ? Vegas at Cincy. Yeah. Raiders at Bengals, TJ. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's how much the Vegas threw me off. I'm like, um, I'm on, taking uh, the Bengals in that game. Jackpot, baby! Yeah. Musburger. You got the Bengals? The Bengals. Vegas closed hot. They did. But so did Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I think you're right. That would be a good game, though. I'll take Cincy, too. Tomorrow night, Patriots at Buffalo. Game time kickoff ten- temperature projected to be four. Oh, jeez. Who you got? I think in that one, I am going to lean. Man. I think the Patriots are the better team this year, but on the road in Buffalo in that environment, that's not going to bother Patriots, though. I'm going to say Belichick gets it done on the road. Patriots advance. Shocker. TJ takes the (laughs) Patriots. What a stunning choice. You're such a homer. Uh, Front runner, I should say. Wouldn't it be a front runner for either one of those teams? They've both been great over the last couple of years. What's Buffalo one? Which is why I'm not taking them exactly. Eagles at Buccaneers on Sunday. Buccaneers. You taking Jalen Hurts or Tom no. Brady? No, I'm taking Tom Brady in that game. Typical TJ. That's right. That's right. Tom Brady. Let's go, Tom. That Brady sweatshirt better be in the mail, buddy. Steelers and Chiefs. Who you got? Kansas City. The Chiefs are the easiest answer of the weekend. Steelers play good defense. Which has me leaning Pittsburgh because everyone in the world is picking the Chiefs to win. I think it's like a 12 or 13 point spread in that game, which is ridiculous for a playoff game. I'm going Pittsburgh in the upset on the road in Kansas City. That's stupid. Big Ben is still alive. It is stupid. Is it, it going to be Roethlisberger's mobility that saves the day there, <laughs> That's you right. think? His 10-yard scramble at the end for a, for a score. <laughs> We're not far from us having to wheel him on and off the field like between drives. That may happen like in the second half to tomorrow carry him or Sunday, whatever day they play hey, somebody go. Hey, we're going to punt. We're going to punt. Somebody go get Ben. Monday night, cards at Rams. This is Kyler Murray, TJ. Who you got? Didn't SoFi Stadium out there in L.A.? I think I'm going Arizona on the road as well. I'm picking a lot of road teams in the playoffs this weekend. That happens sometimes on uh, Wild Card Weekend. Road teams win. Yeah, you got Cards, Steelers, and Patriots all winning. Now, I didn't ask you 49ers and Cowboys. Let's circle back. All right. Game of the weekend. Your Dallas Cowboys just like in the olden days, hosting the 49ers in a playoff game. I keep being told by a bunch of yahoos around the country this was the matchup the Cowboys didn't want. They would have liked to have seen matchups with any other team in the uh, NFC. 
Um, everyone picking against Dallas. But that will not be the case this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys will win and have the biggest uh, point differential of the weekend. They will win by the most points of anyone in the playoffs this weekend. The most lopsided victory victory in the playoffs this weekend will go to the Dallas Cowboys, who will easily defeat the San Francisco 49ers and... Dak will not even be on the field at the end of the game. He'll still be healthy. This will not be injury-related. This will be they are up so big, he does not have to finish the game. Cooper Rush is in the game. All right. Mark my words. I did. I wrote it down. Uh, Cowboys win so big, Dak Prescott watches the end of the game from the sidelines. I wrote Correct. It down here. Dak Sidelines. Okay. All right. So, so you've got the Bengals, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. Right? Correct. Do you uh, Are you going opposite pick on every single one of those? I know a few no. you are. You're not going Patriots. Will, you're not going Buccaneers. I'll, I'll tell you who I'm going. Don't tell me what I'm picking. I'll tell you what I'm picking. I'm taking Vegas because Chris Plank is a good friend of mine, and I want him to win for him. I want him to be happy. So I'm taking Vegas. I'm taking Buffalo because my uh, soul will never allow me to pick the Patriots. (laughs) I'm taking the Eagles for the same reason. That's going to be your shocking upset of the weekend right there. I like your Cowboys. At home, I'll take the Cowboys. I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Steelers. Uh, And unfortunately, we're going to have uh, another week of Andrew Shepard minute-by-minute tweets on uh, you guys, Will. I don't follow him right now. And I'll take the Rams. Sorry, Kyler. I don't. I don't think he's going into LA. So I got. Uh, I got a few different from you. Hold on here. Uh, but not Andrew all of them. Drew Shepard at the Shep unfollow. Yeah, <laughs> cutting him off for the weekend. <laughs> We're going into Friday. I'm cutting him off for the weekend. I will tell you this. I am game time decision on whether I will watch the playoffs this weekend or not. This has been a re I'm having a hard time with this Colts thing, man. I am so ticked off. I have never been this ticked off about a, my one of my professional teams, I don't think. I'm having a really hard time with the idea that the playoffs are going to happen this weekend and the Colts aren't in them. And the fact that they lost to the Jaguars is why. Got blown out. Didn't even show up. So I couldn't – I turned it off after last Sunday. I did not watch any more NFL. I was so mad. And the idea of watching the playoffs this weekend is not sitting well. So I think I'll be okay by Sunday. Well, I guess it'll be – yeah, it'll be Sunday. I won't get to see them on Saturday. But I think by Sunday I'll be okay and I'll sit down and watch them. But I don't know. It's not a guarantee. You may have to let me know Monday morning who won. You'll watch some of it. 
I'm angry. You are angry. You like the Cowboys, though. You can pull for the Cowboys in the uh, playoffs. And no, we don't drug test here, but that has nothing to do with my prediction, texter. We don't drug test? Probably should. Yeah. That might be a good idea. <laughs> um. All right. Very good. So there's our playoff segment, TJ. I went pretty well. Did you see uh, one more thing before we get a break? Eric Musselman, Arkansas head coach. Basketball. Yeah. Remember we played them a while mm-hmm. back? He had to have shoulder surgery yesterday. I saw his possible miss a couple picture, of games. yeah. He was injured in a collision with a player. I, I don't know any more information than that. I, I need somebody to let me know what happened here. A collision with a player. Torn tendons that required surgery. Like, that had to be quite a collision, TJ. How does a coach have a collision with a player? Now, was it in a game or a practice? You don't know. You don't know any more information than that. Like, I could see in a game, like, a player running up the court looking for a pass and him stepping out to, you know, call out a player or something, and they collide. Bam! Boom. He's not a big guy. I mean, if a big player, I could see. There's got to be an Arkansas fan listening in Tulsa that knows details on this. How did this go down where Musselman had such a violent collision with a player that it required shoulder surgery? Fascinated to know what happened there. Was he out playing? Was he was he on the court like running for scrimmage with yeah. him? Yeah. Out for two games. Keith Smart, remember him? He's going to fill in for the Hogs. Maybe they it was a collision south. in the parking lot in the car. Well, uh-huh. see. is this code for fight, you know? I don't think so. <laughs> Arkansas, by the way, has gone south since that Oklahoma game in Tulsa. They were undefeated. Remember that? Going into that game, mm-hmm. they had the, I think, second longest winning streak in the country behind Baylor. And they have now lost five of their last seven. Lost to OU, lost to Hofstra, lost to Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M. Now, that being said, they just handed Missouri maybe the greatest butt-whipping in the history of the SEC. In a conference game, last time out, they beat Missouri, TJ, 87-43. to How about that? Whoa. Missouri. Not like, you know, East Popcorn State, as Bob would say. They beat Missouri 87-43. Took them down like a pack of ostriches. Maybe maybe there was a celebratory chest bump gone wrong in that game is uh, is what did in Musselman. I don't know. All right, quick break. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you on The Ref. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions. 
to small and medium-sized businesses around Oklahoma. Give them a call, 405-943-9800, or visit rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Are we sure Musselman wasn't riding a motorcycle and wrecked? We've seen this before with Arkansas coaches. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, we're not sure. (laughs) I don't know. I'm guessing there's an Arkansas fan out there, though, that knows more about this story. I just assumed Toby would voice Rudolph and the Big Twelve play, and the other Big Twelve play by play guys would have voiced the other reindeer minus Texas and Kansas. Thus, their true jealousy and hatred of OU moving to the Big Twelve could come out. I'd say Holcomb could come, but Griffin Communications might be working on an Easter Bunny story, and he's the voice of the Tooth Fairy in a cameo role. Wow, there was a lot of thought put into that text. Yes. Quickly, yes, way to go. Uh, Musselman is Toby's age. Enough said. Well, uh, yeah. I think he's older than me, is he? Is he older? How old do you think Eric Musselman is? I'll look it up. But still, like, maybe it didn't take much to dislodge the shoulder. I just, I want to know. What else you got? Buffalo is basically a top 10 team in every category. I've been trying to figure out how they lost so many games. I, like Toby, have a hard time finishing watching sports after my team is eliminated. Eric Musselman's 57. Knock it off out there. Come on. <laughs> uh, Chase in Kansas says my uh, Cowboys prediction has made him nervous. I'm way too confident, but he hopes I'm right. Here's a go Cowboys. Here's a uh, wanting to know if we drug test. Uh, <laughs> we should. We'll get on that. We should be drug testing. Um, QB battle is only good if Venables lets open practices happen. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> what is it? So it's only good if you're going to watch it? Is that it? We can't speculate on it, I guess, uh, apparently like we have the last several years on any other quarterback well, battle. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, Parker Thune's got, he's hearing from people, you know. And my people TJ's tell me things. Sources. Yeah. TJ's got his sources and, you know. Teddy and Gabe will probably be at practice now with uh, Venable, so we'll get we'll figure it out. Somebody will be throwing seeds, and somebody will be, you know, not. Ostriches have long talons on the back of their feet, and they have long legs, so they would impel you with their feet. They, 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 okay, I'm I, a I trained karate professional. You think I don't know how to take a kick? So. They come at you. They come at you front. Back, is it a back kick or a front kick? You think? And they impale you with their talons. It's not just a beak you got to avoid. That's right. That's a game changer. Yeah, someone else is bringing up the, of the legs talons. that will get you. Is what this texter says. So a lot of people worried about the uh, strength of the legs. Hmm. So I am less confident. At this point, until I do more research, that I could defeat an ostrich one-on-one than I am a giraffe. I feel very confident in a giraffe. I am less confident with the uh, ostrich at this point. Uh, This person would like to know if they are listening to Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better. We're better than that. You want to take a phone call? Cheesehead, I think, Uh, just called Cheesehead has instant messaged me. He has texted the text line. To let me know, have I forgot about him being on hold? I have not, Cheesehead. And you better 
You better tread lightly here because I will hang up on you again. You threatened me yesterday in an instant message. I will not stand for that, and I will hang up on you again. You got it? Hey, listen. You got it, Popcorn got it. Boy? Yeah, listen. All I want is you to call the station in and just give my opinion. And I know who to pick a beef with at that station and who not to. Number one, I'm not going to pick a beef with you, Clint Eastwood guy, because your gal can roll up on me anytime when I come to the stadium, put the flashers on me, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doomed. So That's I right. want to be your friend. I don't, want no, I don't have no beef with you, baby, okay? All right, baby, go ahead. We, we good? He's not going to mess All with you because do, you're a woman. That's right. <laughs> your gal. Uh, well, anyway, I just wanted to call the radio station. I was in good spirits yesterday, and I just wanted to say how happy I was that one day I will be coming uh, to the Sooners game this coming fall and watch uh, Dylan Gabriel, and I'm very excited about it. And for those um, audience members that are all shook up over Caleb Williams leaving, I I mean, I've even heard stories that some people had rabbits feet in their pockets and garlic around their neck, and they even went and saw suits there. (sighs) Let him go. Go. You already entered a portal, so we got a good guy, and that's all I want to say is I'm excited about uh, Dylan Gabriel. That's it, baby. But I don't want no right. beef with you. All right. Thank you, Cheesehead. We're good. We're good. See you later. Right, there you go. Cheesehead. Just wanted to say he's excited about Dylan Gabriel. How long was he on hold for that, TJ? I left him on there for an hour and about 13 minutes. <laughs> Come on, Alan. It was like, oh. like 7.15 when he called me. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. All right. We'll take a break. John Denton joins us live. Let's learn a little more about TCU when we come back. It's a Friday T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. OU TCU coming up tomorrow, 3 p.m. Showmeyer Arena. Down in Fort Worth, OU back on the road for the second straight game. Taking on a pesky TCU team, and uh, let's learn a little more about the Frogs right now. Friend of the show, John Denton, joins us live. He'll be on the call with Brian Estridge on Horn Frog Radio tomorrow afternoon. Hi, John. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Tone. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm doing great. Good to talk to you again, my friend. I'm All looking forward right. to seeing you tomorrow. I got a question for you. <clears throat> Okay. I apologize for my voice. I got a little um, little allergy action working, but we'll power through. Hey, uh, I know you. I know you like to get to get to town early. Where are you going to go eat tomorrow? Uh, my bringing my daughter with me, John. My okay. uh, uh, Chloe. She is fourteen, and she has come on several TCU baseball and basketball trips with me. And uh-huh. we are a, fran- a fan of the. Uh, is it the Old South Pancake House? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's a good spot. So I think, I think that's what we have in mind, unless you're mm-hmm. going to tell me a better idea. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I don't know what time you're going to get there, but whether you want breakfast or lunch, there's a good place, and I'll send you the address, called Heim Barbecue. And they have mm-hmm. breakfast biscuits, and they have burgers that are to die for. They've got a burger. They take bacon burnt ends and make jam out of it and put it on the burger and it is unbelievable so but you can't go wrong with old TJ, south either i mean that's a, that's an old staple there 
TJ, you see why I'm hesitant to go to the SEC with men like this in the Big 12? <laughs> you won't get other. those recommendations from the SEC? Well, I don't uh, know. It's an, uh, it's an unknown, TJ. I don't know. I got relationships like this in the Big 12 I don't want to leave behind. Yeah. You know what's going to happen to you <clears throat> in the SEC? You're going to go to breakfast one Saturday morning in Oxford, and this big waitress with a southern drawl is going to lean over and say, ain't you going to eat no mate? <laughs> You can't just order. Oh, Ain't you gonna eat no mate? Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, oh so my gosh. I'll have a I'll have a slice of ham. <laughs> You're silly. Oh man! Uh, tell me about this TCU team this year, John. Well, it's it's about like the uh, Oklahoma team, Toby. Uh, we have practice jerseys. You know when you used to go to church, or you go to a function and they'd have a name tag that says, "Hello, my name is." Yeah. Well, that's that's what they have on the front of their practice jerseys at TCU because we've got ten new guys. It's kind of like OU, and <clears throat> I got to tell you, Jamie Dixon's done a really good job of bringing these new guys in and building chemistry. This is probably um, the best chemistry of any team that Jamie's had since he's been here. What's he been here now? Six or seven years, and they did a really good job spinning the wheel in the portal and putting together what I think is probably the best backcourt he's ever had and depth and the most athletic team. This is a team that gets after you on defense. They're number two in the nation in rebounding. Who would ever thought I would say that in the same sentence? TCU is number two in the nation in rebounding. I mean, we have never been, we've never been good at rebounding. We've been awful. And um, he's, he's done a, done a really good job. Uh, Mike Miles makes it happen, but the guy that they brought in the transfer from Memphis, Damian Ball, when those two are in the backcourt, and Ball's the guy that hit the game winner the other night at Kansas State, um, they're they're very quick. We're quick up the floor and pretty dangerous. And then they've added in a, a cast of other characters from different places. Micah Peavy, who you're familiar with, who played at Tech last year. He's come in, giving them some depth and athleticism. He doesn't score a ton, but He's around the rim and he can do some things. So we're decent. You know, I don't I don't think we're like Baylor or Tech or you know Iowa State good. But you know, this is a team that probably can battle with a little luck for fifth or sixth seed in the in the conference tournament. That gets you into the NCAA. You uh, yeah. finish. Middle of the pack in this conference, you're going dancing yeah. for sure. Mike Miles was a great player last year, but I mean, we're talking first-round NBA talent now. What's been the difference in him this year? Where has he improved in your mind? You know, I think where he's gotten really good, I mean, he's he's been he's always been a scorer, a great shooter, but uh, he's gotten stronger. Um, he can he can get through traffic now. Last year, he'd sometimes you know get locked up. Uh, he doesn't get he doesn't get trapped. And one of the things he doesn't do, he doesn't over penetrate. Doesn't get too you know far into the lane, down in the blocks and get hung up. I mean, he 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 drove down the lane the other day. He's about halfway down the lane and whips it over his head over the ball for that three that won the game at Kansas State. He's just he's gotten better and smarter, um, and you know doesn't doesn't think he has to do everything himself, which is what he thought he had to do last year. So, and he's got he's got the cast of characters. Um, you know, where he can get some help. You know, we've got we've got some size. <clears throat> Pardon me. Eddie Lampkin, the senior, 
uh, or sorry, the center, he's 6'11", he's lost 70 pounds. And he's in shape, and he's turned into a pretty good player. And is a guy that, you know, they play a little high-low game with him. He's got good hands. He's not, he's not bad. And then they want to go outside. Emmanuel Miller, who transferred from A&M, um, he's a good player, basically averaging a double-double. He's, he started out the season with 10 double-doubles in a row. He can shoot the three. Chuck O'Bannon can shoot the three. Ball can shoot the three. Farabello can shoot the three. Um, there's just a there's just a cast around him now, and I think the biggest thing that he's got to avoid is getting hurt because teams have started knocking him around. He hurt his wrist against Baylor, and we were really concerned. But uh, it's just a, a slight sprain. He played against Kansas State the other night and was fine. The rebounding thing is that a personnel situation or is that a change in philosophy by jamie dixon this year to attack the glass more well he's always wanted them to attack the glass i just don't i don't think they had the knives in the drawer to do it and uh the guy that is you know coaches the post guys and, and coaches rebounding is tony benford uh who's the assistant head coach who used to be at north texas he played at texas tech i mean back in his day he played on those teams in the mid-90s at tech that just owned the glass so you've got some knowledge there but there's some smart players and i think emmanuel miller's probably led the battle uh as far as rebounding and really developing um you know the edge and, and teaching guys you know how to read the ball off the rim off the glass i mean he's He's averaging seven or eight rebounds a game. And, you know, he's he's probably, from an athleticism standpoint, probably the biggest component that's been added to this team. I mean, he's he's a freak. I mean, he, he gets to the ball. He had a put-back the other night that started the 8-0 run that, that won the game. Um, he's really good. And the other guy that's he's kind of sneaky good, doesn't play 13, 14 minutes a game, but he's a transfer from Butler. You'll see him. Tomorrow, Jacoby Cole's number 21. He's 6'7", about 230. He's a big body. He can play the four or the five, and he can step out and hit the three. But he's a pretty good rebounder, too. And then Eddie Lampkin that I mentioned, um, he reminds me of a that kid on the playground that just, you know, pure joy out on the floor. You know, he just pure joy playing whatever. And, I mean, you're going to see him. You get 180% out of him, and then he'll get gassed, and he's got to go sit down. But, uh you know, they've, they've got some guys that can fly around, and, um, you know, it's always been something they wanted to do. They just didn't have the players to do it, and now, they, now they've got the, the talent and the ability to go after the ball and get it. How many bowl games did you call? I called three. I had – That's uh, not bad. That was fun. I love doing it because, Toby, you know what? I mean, we all try to be professional and not homered up, but you know when you're – you're calling OU games and I'm working TCU games. You know, you got in the back of your mind, you're wondering which coach's wife is listening to you. And if you say something a little bit critical, it, you know, it may come back around like a boomerang and hit you on the head nah. Monday morning. So I got the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. That was Central Florida and Florida. Central Florida won that one. I'm going to tell you, Central Florida is going to be good for the Big 12. Uh, they, they will be a headache. Uh, I think Gus Malzahn is going to do a good job there. And then came home for Christmas and then went to Charlotte and worked the Duke's Mayo Bowl with Brian. We had North Carolina, South Carolina, and then flew that night to El Paso. And the next morning we had Central Michigan and uh, Washington State. And it took Washington State about three quarters to wake up. They finally made a game of it. But, but that was fun. But I like those games because you, 
pretty much be as critical as you want and tell the truth and, you know, question calls and it's, it's refreshing. It's therapeutic. You don't have to worry about a coach's wife calling you afterwards. That's right. No, you know, I may get a Patterson's wife or something like that calling you. I might, I might get a call from the Washington state coach's wife, but uh, (laughs) you know, I haven't yet. All right. Himes barbecue. Himes H E I M, right? H E I M. They've got one. It's on Magnolia street, right? uh, Not too far from the campus. And they've got great breakfast biscuits and the burgers are really good. Or you can just get you a, you know, big old three meat plate, you know? Okay. Tell them you I want, got options. Tell them you want the tell them you want the scoring rebounds and assist plate. No. Okay. Say, okay. Which which three you want? <laughs> I'll let them know. John, get that voice all healed up now. Oh. Uh, we're, you're gonna need you need to be ready to go tomorrow. Okay. Thanks we'll be, for joining we'll us. We'll be good today. to go. Get back. See you tomorrow. All right. See you, bud. John Denton, color analyst, TCU Horned Frogs. Porter Moser joins us live next to wrap up a Friday. We'll be back. The choice is easy in the new year. It's the Ref Radio Sports Network, your home for Sooner fans. Time for our Friday chat with Porter Moser. Sooners taking on TCU coming up tomorrow afternoon down at Schulmeyer Arena in Fort Worth. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it as always. No problem, Tony. What was the debrief like with your team about the Texas game? You know what, Toby, um, you know, you and I have talked about it. You know, they, we just we got to be better in a lot of areas. You know, this is going to be like a seven-week heavyweight boxing match. You've got to be able to take a punch. You've got to be able to bounce back. You, you know, you got to get yourself off the mat. I mean, and in this league, it's the way it's going to be. And I think Texas came out and they did – you know, we have faced some high-level defenses, and theirs is one of them. Um, we didn't shoot well, but that doesn't mean you can't win. You know, we can do some other things. We got to get, you know, we got to get to find other ways to win. And uh, the whole the whole mentality was getting better. You know, what we got to do gets better. You know, Texas um, really took. They did a lot of things to Tanner um, that we got to get better at. And uh, he's been so good night in night out, and he'll be good uh, bouncing back. You told a story on your uh, uh, TV show on Thursday night about Tanner uh, that I, I would love for you to relay again about how he was bothered by his performance. I mean, it's like we get back late and it's like eight o'clock in the morning and he's texting me to come up and watch film one-on-one with him. Like he want, like he's, he's, you know, we, he did a couple of different things to him and he wants to watch it. And he's, uh, he, he wants to win so bad. He wants to study the game. He's, He's a kid you, you, you love to coach because his passion, his energy. And uh, he was bothered by it, as we all were. And I will say this, that's a great sign. That's a great sign. We're all disappointed. We, have a, we got punched in the gut. We're pissed. You know, and, and we're going to, you know, but it, it, we're, it's, this league is going to be night in, night out. You've got to bounce back. You've got to, you know, like you said, brush it off, find ways to get better, and then be ready to go at it again a couple days later. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. But Tanner... Tanner, you know, really wants to be good. Uh, it was interesting what you said there in that answer. Uh, you've been doing this for a while. I, there are teams that when they lose, their confidence kind of goes out the window. And then there are teams that when they lose, it ticks them off, and they really go to work to get better. 
it has seemed that your team this year falls into that latter category because they have bounced back all three times they've lost. Is that what you've witnessed in practice and in film sessions and everything? No question. It's got to be a part of who we are. I mean, even, you know, there's so many things as coaches, you got to be life lessons. It's, it's really long-term and it's why you get into coaching and you get to impact young people, but it's even on react when things don't go your way is character. You know, didn't go our way, man, by any stretch of the means. But how you bounce back, how you react is character. It's life. And that's something you hope you take away beyond their playing days. But as sure as heck is what we want to be, what we're about, you know, while we're, while we're, while we're here in this program. Because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a monster of a league. I mean, it's just crazy. It's to win on the, to win on the road, to win any game. Every day you've got to be ready and you're going to, you know, to, to have your confidence high your preparation high, your energy high, and, uh, and, and, and ready to bounce back. If, you, if, you, if you're going to hang your head when you get punched in the gut, man, it's going to be a long thing. We've we got to be able to take it. Intriguing TCU and give it back. team. And give it back, don't yeah. we? And then and be ready to give it back. <laughs> Intriguing TCU team that you face on Saturday. Uh, good record. They've got some really good wins in non-conference. They've got a star what, what do you think of the Frogs, Coach? It's a classic Jamie Dixon team. They're, they, they've been kind of flying under the radar leagues. They had a pause, but they, they're 11-2, and two, you know, and, and their loss was at Baylor, and they were, they were up on Baylor um, at their place. They're, they're just really physical, number one rebounding team in the country. It's a classic Jamie Dixon team. I mean, they're averaging 18 offensive rebounds a game. I mean, that's insane. And we've got to keep that thing down low. We've got to keep that thing, you know, 10 or below. And uh, a tall task, but that's, 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 that's a recipe to win. You've got to take care of the ball and be strong with the ball. They're going to physically get up in you. And then Mike Miles is a star. He's, a, he's one of the pro prospects, a definite. Uh, he's on all the draft boards. Um, just a terrific scoring point guard, but he also is a, an elite passer. He passes out of double teams. He passes out of traps. He can skip it through a trap to the other corner right on a dime. Um, so really controlling Mikey Miles and, and rebounding are the two keys. You guys are really good at rebound, outlet, go, rebound and go. Uh, when you face an elite offensive rebounding team like TCU, do you have to change your – I don't want you to give away game plan or anything, but do you have to change your mindset there as far as of how you go about making sure you don't give up too much on the offensive glass to them? No, it's, it's the same thing. Like we talked to our guys, you know, getting the defensive rebound is the admission ticket to the fast break. You know, you say in the recruiting pass, you all want to run. Want to run? Yeah, I want to run. And you, you, it's, I mean, you've got to rebound. So I'm not changing anything. We want to run off turnovers. We have defense creates our offense. We've had so many key turnovers this year that we've turned into baskets. Um, and we want to run off those. We want to run off misses. And, uh, but, We've got to rebound first, and, and there's no question they have that message, not even a doubt in my mind. we got to rebound, though. How well do you sleep after a loss versus after a win? Well, you can imagine. I mean, just, uh, <laughs> I, you know, neither. Because after a win, I'm trying to figure out how to get that feeling again, how to get it again. And after a loss, I'm trying to figure out how to bounce back. So it's, it's every three days right now, and it's just the way it is. And uh, – but I wouldn't want it any other way. I, this, is what, this is what I love. I, you know, 
I, you know, we can sleep in May, you know, and, and it's just, it's just time to um, do it. But I, I, you know, I think we talked on the uh, the show last night, you know, you, 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 after a game, I, I watched it on the plane and then I watched it at home again. I watched it twice before I laid, just trying to figure things out. And, uh, and that's the beauty of it. And the beauty of it is I get to go in the gym, working with a group of guys that, that want to figure it out as well. Yeah. Other than rebounding, what are a couple of the biggest keys for you on Saturday? You know, offensively, we, did, we you know we've been so efficient. We've been moving the ball. We've been high assists. We were low assists, and a lot of the part of the low assists is when you're missing that many shots. But you got to credit. You know, Texas sped us up. We've got to space it. We've got to get back to our offensive efficiency, making the extra pass, not getting sped up. You know, when a team speeds you up, you usually put your head down. You try to go too fast. And it's like we talked about last night. You know, you can't take advantage of what you don't see. You know, that's why the NBA, the great guards aren't sped up. They got their head up. They, they play at a, a pace. They change paces. They see it. They see a guy come off the corner. They see a run and jump. So we can't get sped up where we're putting our head down and we're just trying to dribble into a crowd and we don't see that the guy's open in the corner or that they rotate it uphill and the big's open under the basket. You know, we gotta, we've got to not get sped up. Um, and we, we hadn't been. I thought we did a great job against Baylor and Iowa State when they tried to speed us up. So we're going to get back to that offensively. I love listening to you talk basketball. Coach, thanks for a few minutes of your time. We'll see you down there in Fort Worth. Good luck. All right, Toby. See you, man. There you go. Porter Moser, TJ, he said we're ticked. He didn't say that. You parap- said that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sound just like Lon Kruger. <laughs> it remind me of all the times that Lon would come on and, and – and, uh, say that. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I said at that moment, well, he's my all-time favorite coach now at the University of Oklahoma that uh, isn't named Billy Tubbs or Bob Stoops or some other names, Barry Switzer. Right. So I, I love it. I love it. Love Porter. He's my all-time favorite coach other than my all-time favorite coaches. <laughs> yes, He's absolutely. working his way up the list. He's working his way up quickly, the list. Just I by am, using salty language. I'm going to say right now, I like him better than Kelvin Sampson. I know that's a shock wow. to some people. He jumped over Kelvin with today's interview. Uh, absolutely, uh, but people uh, that know me know where I had Kelvin ranked, and that wasn't a very big oh, okay. leap. So yeah. <laughs> now I love, I love Porter. Man, that was I awesome. Love listening to him talk basketball, man. It's great. Uh, Three o'clock tomorrow, we got pregame coverage at two thirty for you. All right, who's doing? Uh, what's the plank show plan today? Uh, Josh Helmer and Connor Pasby will be in here next uh, hour. Okay. All right. Very cool. I'm headed down to Fort Worth. Have a great weekend, everybody.